Hello and welcome to True North EV. Uh, today I'm actually going to be chatting with Chris uh, about his Cyber Beast electric motor, uh, small block Chevy conversion motor. Um, but before I get started, I want to, uh, I did receive a message from Steve Dutcher. I have chatted with him in a previous episode. He's from North Dakota, but uh, he sent me a question. James, I wanted to ask you, does your Kona have a heat pump? And if it does, how well does it work in the cold? Just curious. I'm looking at, uh, this is Steve Dutcher, by the way. If you could, just let me know. I'm real curious about the heat pump issue. Thanks. Bye. an email or uh, Twitter or Facebook. Yeah. Hello, Chris, and welcome to True North EV. Hi, James. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so just so everybody is aware, me and Chris have already chatted for almost two hours uh, a couple of days ago, and my computer decided to completely shut down. So stuff isn't said or stuff seems like it's skimmed over quickly. It's because we've probably already covered it. Um, but uh, we'll just quickly get started. Um, what was your first electric vehicle you wanted and why? You know, I, I really wasn't into electric vehicles at all. It um, was actually my daughter came to me about a year and a half, two years ago, and she wanted an electric hot rod. And, you know, my I was thinking electric hot rod now. Nah. And then, you know, I started doing research on it and I'm like, oh man, immediate torque, like, this is really cool. So I decided to make myself one instead of her. <laughs> and, I, and I had done uh, some conversions. Um, I had a small block Chevy converted to a uh, uh, flathead and that type of stuff. So I kind of was in that realm of putting a false uh, shroud around an existing engine kind of thing. So it, it was sort of a no brainer for me. But yeah, I, I really thought it was cool after that. So you were no stranger to uh, creating something that didn't necessarily exist before. Exactly, yeah. But as far as electric vehicles, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really know a lot about them, to be honest with you, like a lot of people, you know. Yeah. And um, what kind of EV do you currently have? Uh, just a 1936 Hayes. So that was my grandfather's truck. I've had it for uh, 46 years. And uh, I put my uh, small block Chevy electric conversion into it. 
that would be the cyber beast or no, no i guess nope. this is the one yeah. before the cyber beast yeah your first so, prototype right yeah but my first prototype i uh, had batteries separate and it was coupled to a four-speed transmission the stock transmission on my truck and so the cyber beast i was trying to simplify it a little bit for for people you know they don't have to set the batteries up so the batteries are actually in the block and then where your transmission and bell housing would go is the electric motor and a gear reduction box which is a 1.9 ratio so essentially you don't need a transmission it acts almost like an automatic transmission you could say and and the reason for that is because uh you know the electric motors they have the full torque at zero one rpm so you can get away with you know so so to speak starting out in third gear you don't really need to change shift gears especially if, if you have high enough uh, torque and horsepower nice and what kind of range are you getting uh, currently with the haze well right now um because it was a prototype i kind of to be honest with you cheaped out on the batteries um to keep the cost down so I just have a small uh, 20, uh, 20 kilowatt hour battery pack that gets me about 50 miles, maybe less because it's a pretty heavy truck. It's uh, it weighs over 5,000 pounds. So as you know, with the electric vehicles, vehicles, it's all to do with the weight of the vehicle and the drag. I mean, it's a big logging truck, so it's not the most efficient vehicle to use uh, for a, a, an EV, but it was great for a prototype because it's like, you know, I can actually burn the rubber off the, it's got the big 20 inch dualies at the back and it's only got 126 horsepower, but it's got 260 foot pounds of torque. And yet it, uh, it, it burns the rubber like no problem, you know. So and if it, anybody would like to see a video of that, they can go check yeah. out your uh, website at webmotorworks.com. There's yeah. a lovely video of uh, the tire shop being, uh, having a new customer soon. That's right. <laughs> well, it's kind of fun, right? And that was oh, sort yeah. of, you know, both my daughters, they, they were involved with my build and all that. And they're like, Dad, you're going to do a burnout. And I'm like, I don't know if we'll do one, you know? So I, I did it. I actually, on my uh, Instagram, you'll see, I actually did one in my garage because I thought, well, it's easy in the garage. It's smooth concrete. But that was a real big mistake, man. I filled the garage full of smoke. I got rubber all over my tools and everything. It was just like, <laughs> In a complete mess it was a great plan until you did it yeah yeah and and then i went on the road and uh i actually had line locks installed on it so yeah i just like well it, it's kind of cool because all you hear is the um click 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 of the uh um rocks in the tires you know when they're spinning <laughs> because there's no sound of the motor right it's just yeah it's just kind of, it's click, 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 click. it's really cool eh? you know something different yeah and what uh, vehicle did you have before, uh, or what other vehicles do you have uh, that well, might be in the works? Yeah, I've got a, um, a 56 MGA. I've had that vehicle since 19, I bought it in 1978 for 450 bucks. Uh, it was actually a drag car in the early 60s, 1960, it had a V8 put in it. And um, I'm thinking of putting the cyber beast in that once I get some uh, funding and, and money for batteries and that type of thing. I'm just prototyping right now. I do want to get into production, but that would be the ideal um, next one. The other, the other thing I am thinking is uh, my new prototype is actually going to have some pretty high horsepower. If I do a second battery pack, it'll be 375 horse, 516 foot pounds of torque. So I'm almost thinking 
the Hayes motor I should put in in the MG because it's a lot lighter and then put the Cyber Beast in the Hayes. Why not, right? I'm retired, I got time. Yeah. And, and, and it shows, and it does show how simple it is to, to put these motors in your car, to convert yeah, your car sure. to electric, you know? So, yeah. And the other thing too is sort of like, well, this guy has two cast gas hot rods and I had my flathead conversion in my truck and I got my V16 conversion in my uh, MG. And it's kind of like, man, this guy's into hot rods. He's into gas engines. And if he's converting them both to electric, it kind of shows what he thinks of electric, you know, electric vehicles and electric hot rods. Like, I think they're awesome. You know, they're just, I, I don't even want a gas, gas hot rod anymore, you know, other than the range, perhaps, you know, if you're going a long distance trip, then, you know, the old gas motor cool. But, you know, a lot of people say, oh, yeah, I miss the noise and the sound of it and all that. It's like, yeah, but you know what? I don't miss the maintenance. I don't miss having to set the choke and start it up and letting it run yeah. for 10 minutes to warm up. You know, hot rods notorious for that. You know, they're, they're older. They don't have computers. They're, you know, generally from the 60s. Not always, but you know what I mean? They're a little finickety yeah. kind of thing. Whereas the electric, you know, I go out to my truck. It's like I, I want to go down to... Uh, go to the coffee shop or whatever, hop in, turn the ignition key on, there's no sound, <laughs> back up and away I go, you know, and it, it's just so cool. Yeah, I love it. I really do. Well, it gives you the chance to actually enjoy your collector vehicle instead of maintaining it regularly. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Exactly. No, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool song concept. And, you know, I get it. It's not for everybody. And same as electric vehicles aren't for everybody. You know, not everybody's running out there buying a Tesla, but boy, there sure, um, it, it sure seems to be happening though. You know, like compared to 10 years ago, people understand it and know it and like it now. They're not afraid of them. They're not, you know, they, they're not going to get electrocuted. Right. <laughs> you know? Well, I think a lot of it is also uh, people like us where we are true car enthusiasts, where yeah. it is showing that, Yes, it doesn't necessarily fit every little thing that you want, no. but it is still a very enjoyable vehicle. Oh, and sure. there's practical ones that aren't as necessarily enjoyable, aka Nissan Leaf. Sorry for all those that have one, but <laughs> yeah, they're practical, yeah, but, but not fun. Yeah. Well, they're not overly cool looking. I get that. I mean, you know, they're wonderful and they're reliable and they're affordable. I think you can buy a brand new one for 3200 bucks or something. But yeah, they don't, they don't have the cool factor, you know, that's for sure. You know, not knocking them at all, but uh, yeah, they're not, they're not like a 32 Ford. That's basically. Yeah. Yeah. And during all this process, have you converted any or started that ball rolling with uh, any other guys that, you know, that uh, were the gearheads and all that, that are now thinking, Hey, maybe we can switch over also. Oh yeah, I've got um like on my website, I've got a uh, where I'm going to be putting out a newsletter and stuff. I've had thousands, thousands of people literally asking, "When can I get one? When are you going to produce them?" You know, and and I, you know, this year was bad, like for car shows and stuff because, you know, because of COVID, I couldn't even show the truck off, you know, but just talking to guys and uh, when I was working on it and that type of stuff, it's like, I was really surprised all the guys I'd tell buddies or hot rod guys. And, and I sort of embarrassed, like, I won't make an electric hot rod. And they're like, Oh my God, that's so cool. I'd love to make one. I don't know how to though, but like, 
it's so cool you know yeah. so they've seen, you know they've seen videos of these guys drag racing with them and and you know hot rod guys they understand they get it that you know hey the torque immediate full torque at one rpm and that stays constant up to five thousand rpm and a Tesla up to 20,000 RPM. Whereas a normal gas engine, you know, to get that type of torque, you, you got to rev the thing up, pop the clutch, and, and, and you got to hit 5,000 RPM to get your full torque, you know, whereas that's the really cool thing about the electric motors. It's just no moving parts, spins, it's 95% efficient. Um, I don't know if uh, your followers know, but like a gas motor is really only 20% 20, 20 efficient. 40% generates heat that goes out the exhaust and the other 40% generates heat uh, in the cooling system. So yeah, the, the electric is really, really the way to go, you know. Well, and especially even for those that maybe had the hot rod, but never took it to the drag strip or whatever, because mm -hmm. of how hard it is to get that perfect launch and all that. Um, yeah, it, it's one of those vehicles that you pretty much just line up at the line. And as soon as it turns green, you go. Yeah, you know, revving that. to that 5000 to get it just right. That's right. You know, and the funny thing is, like when you when you drive my haze, for instance, like it's got the stock four speed in it. Um, if you think about it, you know, you, you, you put it in, you can start out in fourth gear if you want, but let's say you put it in second gear and, and you're just sitting there, you take your foot off the clutch and you have your foot on the brake and like it's not going anywhere because the motor's not spinning, right? And then, so when you want to go, you just give it gas and, and, and away you go with full yeah. torque. It's really weird, but cool, you know? It's like, what the, so it's like an automatic kind of, you know? It's that nice little hybrid. Yeah, yeah, it's uh -huh. neat. I mean, you know, these Nissan Leafs, they can, they can take a, you know, they can beat a, a, a guy in a, a 16, 68 Camaro, you know, if it's a stock 68 Camaro, a Nissan Leaf will beat them off the line. Guarantee you. Man, I know my Kona Electric is beating the guys in the Civics. So, <laughs> yeah, for sure. And that's yeah. in eco mode because you got to be efficient while you do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, imagine if you put it in ludicrous mode. Eh? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Just, but I mean, you know, that's the thing too. I mean, ludicrous mode in a, in a um, Tesla, you know, when they're shooting that many amps into them, you can only do it for 10, 20 seconds, right? Like otherwise you'd probably burn out your battery or whatever. But that's all you need. You know how fast you can get going in 10 seconds in a Tesla? <laughs> you know. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, at the quarter mile oh, is only yeah. what? I think my vehicle can do it in like 15 seconds. So, yeah, yeah. No, it's just uh, the numbers that are coming out on these stock Teslas, it just blows you away. Zero, zero to 60 in the quarter mile uh, on a stock four door sedan, it's just mind boggling. You know, it's just like, holy crow. But, you know, Elon Musk, he's not afraid to, to set up his controllers and really push them, right? You know, yeah. most of the electrical, you know, uh, electric motor manufacturers and that, they've, they've designed their motors for buses and, and mining equipment and that type of stuff. They haven't really got into the racing aspect of it, whereas Elon, he's kind of, he's pushing for the high horsepower and he's got his computer guys you know, tweaking these things so he can really get the, the high horsepower and the high torque. Eh? Cause that's what, and that's what sells to people, especially hot rod guys and that they want to hear about, you know, how much horsepower it is or what the torque is. But arguably though, you know, it's not nowadays, it, it's not the horsepower. Like if you have a, 
electric hot rod, you don't need 500 horsepower because 250 horsepower in electrics the same as 500 horsepower in in essence you understand what i'm saying yeah you know yeah yeah because of that well, also power. when the most of these vehicles rolled off the production line what a crazy horsepower number would be what 300 horsepower oh yeah it, so mean, yeah, most of the 350s you know in the 70s 80s they were 195 horsepower yeah so you start but, you throwing know, in a motor electric motor that I believe yours yeah. is most well, starts at about 250 horsepower which is yeah for, for perfect the cyber, yeah it'd be 260 horse at uh, 307 volts and then if you put the separate battery pack on you know it's a bit of work to set that up but you know we can get 375 horse out of the same motor it's the same foot pounds of torque but by giving it the higher voltage it's actually funny it's lower amps but um you can increase the horsepower because essentially what it does is as you increase the voltage your uh your torque stays to a higher rpm and that's how you get horsepower is all based of course on uh torque and rpm so that's how you get the higher horsepower because uh, the uh, torque curve uh, ends up going higher when you go with the higher voltage because as a matter of fact on my haze because it weighed five five thousand pounds i decided to go with the lower voltage, I used a lower voltage motor, but I went with the 96 horsepower motor because I wanted to get 260 foot pounds of torque, but it, the curve uh, ends at 3000, it starts tapering off at 3000 RPM. Whereas if I had gone to, to keep the torque up to 5000 RPM, I think the torque would have been about, about 190, you know, so, so I just kind of chose, well, for a heavy vehicle like that, I'd rather have the higher torque and I yeah. don't need the higher are, you know, because you're shifting anyways in that particular case, you know, because it had the transmission. You're not shifting at 5,000 RPM anyways. I don't know, you know, most people, you know, the, other than drag racers aren't shifting at 5,000 yeah. RPM, you know. Now, going to uh, the beautiful looking uh, uh, cyber beast that you created. Thank you. If uh, anybody hasn't seen a small block Chevy motor. This uh, this was pretty much a direct replacement for pretty much, what, 70% of vehicles pre-1970s. And most yeah. people convert uh, even the Fords and the Dodges over to small block Chevy motors because there's you just a boatload of them out there. You want to know how many there are, James? If you if you put all the small block Chevys in line, they would go around the earth twice. <laughs> <laughs> there was I think 125 million of them made or something. I and read that, that was when much. vehicles weren't as popular or as much of a demand item as they yeah. are now. Like nowadays, yeah. you know, you got a family that has two, three plus vehicles. For yeah. a household where back then yeah. it was you had one and you were quite you happy yeah. with your one yeah and the 55 chevy that's the first one that uh you know they came out with the 265 which was the first small block and i think really they wanted it for the corvette because when the corvette came out i think 53 or 54 they actually had a six cylinder in them and then you know they pushed for the v8 and then uh you know they the 265 and then they got the 283 327 uh, 350 they actually had a 302 and a 400 and uh, yeah so it's an iconic beautiful motor but you know I do plan on doing um, 
a look like Ford block, small block Ford. So if you had a Mustang, you don't have to put a small block Chev in it, you know, and, and uh, a Hemi, guys like the Hemis. Plus also I plan on doing a, um, a flathead Ford V8 for guys, you know, with 32 Fords and that. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, I get it. Some people might say, well, why I, I don't want it to look like a small block Chevy, but a lot of guys do. Eh? A lot of guys don't like the look of the, of the modern electric motor with all the wires and all that type of stuff. Some people like that look, others don't, you know, so. And honestly, um, for those yeah, that it, want that look, go yeah, to a different yeah. person. If you yeah, want your some, retro vehicle I, to look like how, in a way it should. Yeah. Then that's kind of the market you're going after. It's... That's what I'm going for. Yeah. And, and it was a bit of a challenge um, fitting everything in a small block Chevy block. Right. And then when I did the Cyber Beast, I actually, it's kind of funny. I had all the batteries and everything set up in my small block block. And I talked to Todd, a friend of mine from Canadian Electric Vehicles, and he's like, Yeah, Chris, did you allow for the uh, eighth inch airspace between the batteries? And I'm like, <laughs> what <laughs> well, i never did that in the haze he's like yeah these are different batteries i'm like oh no so i actually lost 12 batteries so i was scrambling i actually ended up making the block and i pretty well had everything set up and i ended up widening the block an extra half inch and extending do, doing all these little tricks to get my extra 12 batteries in there because i needed the 90 i needed 96 uh 72 amp batteries to get the 307 volts and i'm like can i go you know um uh, you know 260 volts it's like no you get a 307 is the minimum you can go it's like oh crap you know but but i made it work <laughs> you know, like you the extra deep oil pan for those yeah well i yeah an oil pan is seven and a half inches i squeezed it to seven and three quarter <laughs> you know? oh so, it's yeah. no longer true <laughs> because you know yeah you don't want it hanging way down and then uh, typically hot rods are fairly low to the ground so yeah you can't just uh, you know drop the pan another three inches down there you want to you want to be fairly true to the uh, actual size of the small block chevy and and when you open the hood you know it's got to look just like it in my opinion right you can you can put your stock headers on you know if you got your existing uh, manifolds um you can have a, a fake fake spark plugs if you want um, I, I didn't bother with the spark plugs and, and the distributor because I kind of wanted people to look and like, oh, nice small block Chevy, you know, and, it, it, uh, and then they sort of look, it's like, well, the numbers, the spark plug leads, what, geez, you know. That well, that's thing. the thing. If you look probably uh, with the hood up, you kind of yeah. quickly glance, it's like, oh, where did he hide the spark plug wires? Where did he hide all this? Mm -hmm. You start looking a little deeper and it's, oh yeah it's where's the carburetor yeah <laughs> well because what i've got in in uh the intake manifold looks like a stock manifold um i got polished aluminum manifold but it's actually got an eight inch kind of an eight inch air cleaner with a fan underneath it and the fan helps um in the cyber beast case cools the batteries it's a cooling system for the batteries so yeah but so you've you know, already matched the level that uh, nissan leaf has yeah air cooled batteries <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, um, Tesla's are water cooled, but um, it's a different, different setup. And I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I do know, uh, I'm working with a couple engineers and um, they're working with University of Victoria and they have a, a, a big lab for testing batteries. So I, I do have access to, you know, building these battery packs down the road. These, these very talented guys are kind of helping me out and stuff because I am in the prototype stage right now.
you know, and, and it is expensive to, um, to gear up into full production and get the castings made and to be able to buy, you know, batteries and motors in bulk to keep the cost down, you know, you need a lot of, of capital, which, uh, you know, we're working on. And if any of the listeners are out there and they like what I'm doing, you know, I'm not trying to get a free plug in here, but, you know, we are. Oh, we I are, go with get a free yeah. plug. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> you know, we are, we are, we would be interested in if, if someone uh, wanted to invest in it and we'll do all the work or they can be involved too, you know, but um, yeah, we're open to uh, what, who's ever out there thinking, hey, this is a cool idea. I wouldn't mind being on board, you know? Yeah. And, and you are based out of uh, Victoria. So uh, um, yeah. Yeah, especially uh, with those that are in the nice coldness of the prairies. Yeah, maybe move out yeah. that way you know That's get somewhere right. warmer <laughs> yeah well it's funny you know victoria we have the highest per capita of electric vehicles in all of canada and i don't know if it's because of the warmer weather because you know batteries they do they're not as efficient as you know in the cold you get back there in winter peg it's um do you, do you notice your batteries uh, you have less range in the cold or do you ever notice uh, that? i found on the coldest day which uh, was about minus 38 this year and about oh. minus 45 ish for the windshield and Whoa. not plugged in i yeah. had about because i don't plug my vehicle in um i had about 220 ish kilometer range on a yep. full charge essentially yep. so where normally in the summer i could do 450 500 kilometers oh so, really that much difference a half well wow. but yes then but using, that's without right, yes. it plugged in so it's yeah. using power to try to warm the battery up so yeah. Yeah. so it's and me being rude to my vehicle and without yeah. a garage so it's got no protection at all oh so, okay yeah. yeah yeah and then of course you you have electric heat when you're driving along yeah you're not getting heat from your your water system or your uh cooling system so yeah, yeah i guess in that temperature i mean i've you know i've never been in temperature that cold the coldest it's ever been in victoria i think it was minus 10 so and you guys you were know. panicking at that we were <laughs> yeah, i was actually watching a video the other day we call it the snow of 96 you know and uh yeah it was like we got four feet of snow in two days and everything collapsed and all the water mains froze and blew up and people could <laughs> You know, they were having babies at home because they couldn't get to the hospital. See, and we just, other than the four feet of snow, we just call that a Tuesday. Well, I know, <laughs> I know. It's, it's, you know, and we have different snow here too. You know, it's, it's yeah. a wetter, yeah, it's different. It's heavy, heavy, whereas yours is Which, a lighter, that I That's guess. also going to impact range and all that, all that stuff that impacts <laughs> gas vehicles also. Just, you don't notice it really, or you don't pay as much attention to it in no, a gas no. vehicle. Well, you know, the other thing too, James, is typically with hot rods, you know, the guys, they don't need a long range. Like yeah. if you can give, you know, 60 to 140 miles, that's more than enough what they want. And they're probably not going to be driving the thing in the winter anyways. You know what I mean? Like most guys, they, they pull their hot rod out in the spring and put it away in the fall. You know, I mean, the diehards, yeah, they're driving them all year long. But, you know, typically speaking, I'd say probably 80% of the guys, their hot, their hot rod isn't leaving their shop in the wintertime, you know. Well, and so. kind of with the way the pricing is right now for not even just because your pricing isn't set for yours, but I'm even no. thinking, you know, the GM E-Crate motors, the, yeah, yeah. the EV West motors and all that. 
Yeah. The yeah. guys that are putting out that kind of money, it's usually yeah. 50 plus thousand dollars to yeah. do it yeah. up. Yeah. They're yeah. usually putting that in a uh, 50 plus thousand dollar vehicle already. Yeah. Fully restored or whatnot. It's yeah. Yeah, yeah. You baby it a little bit. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 It's not for your average, you know, I mean, a lot of the hot rodders, they don't have that type of money to convert to electric. And, and, you know, that's why they'll maybe try doing it. And then what I suggest to them is see if they get an old wreck, like a Tesla wreck or a, a Nissan Leaf wreck and, and, you know, they can keep the cost down that way. But, you know, for, for a lot of guys, they just don't want to screw around with that stuff and they don't understand it. And they're maybe a little bit afraid of it. So this is, you know, what I'm hoping is simplify it. You just, you know, on a weekend, you pull your motor out, you bolt this in, it's the same motor mount, same transmission mounts, depending on what uh, tranny you use, you may, you may have to shorten your drive shaft. I've designed it so you shorten it. You don't have to lengthen your drive shaft because yeah. that's kind of hard to do. And, you know, hook up your water because you can use your existing um, cooling system. I have a, in, in the Cyber Beast, I have a small electric pump actually that circulates the water because you don't need as much water circulation in an electric vehicle as a, a gas engine, of course. But um, yeah, and, you know, hook up your throttle, a little bit of low voltage wiring. Um, the controller is separate. So you hook up the controller, but it's fairly simple. Like most guys who do their hot rods and whatever, they can do it themselves, right? Because it's all will come from the factory, fully charged, all the computer work done. Because that's one of the things is, you know, guys like myself, we, you know, we don't know how to do all this computer stuff, right? Like to set yeah. up the computers and stuff. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you're a computer guy. I have no clue about the computer yeah. stuff. They amaze me. <laughs> Yeah, so that's the part, that's one of the things for the do-it-yourself guys is difficult. So um, I'm I'm lined up with Todd from Canadian Electric Vehicles. He helped me with my original prototype and, you know, he had his laptop set up on it and let's go for a spin and, oh, we'll tweak this and tweak that. Where, you know, I don't know how to do that type of stuff. So that's what scares, I think, most do-it-yourselfers. And well, especially those that have the hot rods where they've always worked on it for the last 15, 20 years where yeah. they know, oh, yeah. okay, it's running yeah. a little rough. I just tweak this yeah. or that. And yeah, that's right. Adjust the carb or whatever. You know? Yeah. And then, you know, that's the thing is these, you know, maintenance wise and tweaking wise, once you get these things set up, these electric motors, they just, you don't have to do anything, right? They're just, uh, yeah, they, they just go for now, a long with, time <laughs> with that water pump um yep. most run like a 50 50 mix of antifreeze yes, water yep. uh that would work fine with yes. your setup or would you yep. have to switch it to water no 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 you don't okay. want to water because you know let's say you have it in your shop in the winter and you got yeah, heated freezing or... and, and we got minus 10 degrees here and the power goes out well you know yeah you you want to have um protect your system and it's also you don't you never want to run straight water anyways it's um the, these solutions have anti-rust inhibitors and all that type of stuff it's not just antifreeze right yeah so yeah it's um yeah, you definitely want to have say 50 percent glycol or whatever so yeah. so pretty much anybody that has done their stuff before it's yep. a really simple switch over yeah, that's the idea. You know, that's what I was trying to trying to do. You don't have to. And and the thing about the Cyber Beast, uh, as opposed to my first prototype is, you know, if you had a Model T, you know, like a, a, a what they call a tea bucket or whatever, you don't really have a lot of room for batteries. I mean, you yes. barely got a gas tank. 
and you know you maybe have a little trunk in the back but you want to put your suitcase in there or whatever so the nice thing about cyber beast is having the the batteries in the block itself um you don't have to worry about that you know and if you need more range or you want higher horsepower well by all means find a spot say you got a 67 camaro put it where your gas tank is put a second battery pack you know and then you got 140 mile range or a third battery pack or, or whatever you know but i just uh some guys you know they're more than happy with you know what hey chris 60 miles if you can give me 60 mile range keep the cost down that's all i need because i'm just going down to the coffee shop i'm not going yeah. on a long trip and if i do i'll take my ford f-150 with my camper on the back you know that's it well and just kind of chatting here uh I kind of thought of another practical use for this. Mm-hmm. Those young computer guys that had the money now, yeah. you know, that invested in Tesla, inheriting, yeah. you know, grandpa's <laughs> truck or grandma's car or yeah. whatever that she's had forever. Yeah. And you well, yeah. just want to modernize it because you don't know all the oil changes and all that. Oh, no, that's right. Low yeah. maintenance, easy yes. to use type system Um, and and, and, you know i mean it is you're not you're not blowing smoke out everywhere i mean you know arguably some people say well hey you know uh electricity is generated by coal-fired plants yeah you know what it used to be but we're getting more and more to um the renewable resources and like in 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 uh, british columbia here we have hydroelectric power which is yeah same here in manitoba yeah i mean you know so we're not you're not burning fossil fuels and these batteries you know they are recyclable a lot of people oh, what do you do with the batteries and easily recyclable you can make new batteries out of them you know so environmental impact yeah you don't fire it up when you're you know it's 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 cold outside fire up your hot rod in your shop and you get smoked out because you don't want to open the door because it's minus 40 right you know so uh, yeah oh well, my not actually, only that though with any electric vehicle you could warm it up in your garage with the doors closed. Yeah. Of like all the gas vehicles that have, have to crack open the door just to yeah. warm it up. Yeah, you don't have to warm up the electric vehicles. Yeah. Hey, James, my daughter just uh, came. Uh, she's visiting. She just came down the steps here from uh, upstairs. You want to have a quick talk? Yeah, with sure. Five we'll minutes? Sure. She, she's the one who talked me into doing the hot rod. So let you, let you me. This is James. Um, we're doing a little podcast. Um, <laughs> if you want to say hi to him. And, yeah. Hey, James. Hey. So again, it's we've already chatted. And so yeah. the, there will be stuff that kind of overlaps. But again, recording did not work um so what was the first electric vehicle you wanted and why well i as, as soon as tesla came out with the the x is that their um one with the the doors that open straight yeah up? with the gull wing doors yeah i love it i wanted one of those and and before that vehicle came out i wasn't really interested in electric vehicles because up until then it was pretty much just uh, a sedan or a hatchback car that was on the market and so that like a van. oh yeah and there was well that was like my introduction to ev vehicles was tesla's model x but then when i you know i really wanted a hot rod and when i started looking into um, is it possible to convert a hot rod to electric we saw this shop down in california who was doing Porsches and uh, Volkswagens and converting them to electric and they just looked so cool and it seemed like such a smart idea 
I sent one of their YouTube videos to my dad and was like, we have to do this. Uh, so that would be Evie West, who yeah. has, I believe, two-year waiting list, if not more. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, it was a two-year yeah. list years ago. So who knows what, what that's at at this point. And it's, and it's probably a six-figure cost to do it up. Um, but uh, and so I guess you growing up with your dad, kind of doing the hot rod scene, it was Nissan Leaf just doesn't do it for you. Yeah. So what what I was saying before was that growing up and seeing my dad um, have his cool hot rods that he drove around in the summer and going to car shows with him. Um, when I was looking for my own vehicle, even when I was 16 years old and learned how to drive, I really wanted a hot rod or something cool, you know, um, to drive around town that was that was interesting. And, you know, my dad said, it doesn't quite make sense for you to get a hot rod because these cars aren't reliable and you don't know how to fix it up. So if you're driving down the highway and something happens, you know, you're screwed, you're gonna have to call me up and it's gonna be a bother. And, <laughs> and so- Why would it help? <laughs> he would he would help me, but I I, I yeah. completely understood and it didn't it didn't make sense for me to. Some old beaters, some old '62 Chev, you know, they're always a problem. It didn't make sense for me to drive a car that wasn't yeah. reliable. Um, but when I when I started to see these uh, electric vehicle conversions, that was the first time I ever considered that I might be able to drive a car that's electric, and that's why I initially that sent that video to my dad, and I was thinking, hey. Maybe together we could work on this. I could buy a hot rod. We could, you know, kit it out electric, and it could be my daily driver, and it'd be reliable and and um, and still look cool. And you know, also an, another benefit to doing that and driving hot rods is they just gain value year after year. You know, these old cars, if you put love into them and and you, you keep them running, and and you know, I'd be into doing a bit of body work and a bit of restoration. You know. I, I could be looking at this car as an investment versus if I were to drive an electric vehicle right off the lot, you know, the next day it's worth 20% less than it was when I bought it. So there were multiple reasons that I wanted to do this project. <laughs> and I guess my dad, when I told him about it, got equally as excited because we've still not built my electric hot rod and he's <laughs> building two for himself now. Uh, in our previous conversation, I did tell your father that you should be lined up for the first production, uh, Cyber Beast. Yeah, yeah. Um, you have the money. <laughs> <laughs> Got to start True. investing in your dad right now. Um, yeah. But I know personally, yeah, trying to find an older 50s-ish pickup truck, they're definitely expensive, especially even sort of rotted out, uh, still going for thousands of dollars. No kidding. So yeah, once you get the classics, you're if you keep it in good shape or you're willing to do the work, you can have a cool car for that is definitely going to gain value. Um, and I don't like when you say that new vehicle roll off the lot and lose twenty percent. <laughs> it's it's my trade in for a cyber truck. <laughs> um, but so. With that, because uh, you were the one that kind of helped your dad get this ball rolling, I guess, with just the interest <laughs> in electric vehicles. Uh, I know your dad does have a YouTube video uh, or channel. 
Mm -hmm. it's have you then been kind of working with him or is this uh dad's project keep him busy? right <laughs> I think that I've been instrumental oh, yeah. in helping. I've helped him from the beginning, you know, create a social media presence and um, showed him how to use Instagram. And um, I help him with his website. I work as a communications designer, but my background is in industrial design. So even when he was, uh, you know, just starting out and creating his engines and needed help with um, CAD drawings and, you know, visualizing it three-dimensionally. I was uh, there helping him with that. And so, um, but not only, not only the design side of things, it's been really fun working with him in his shop and, and actually getting to help uh, weld battery boxes and uh, learn more about sand casting and um, just, you know, learning about uh, making uh, molds and patterns. It's, it's been a lot of fun to, to work on it with him. And there's a video of my sister and I uh, actually building the entire first electric prototype with him um, and assembling the entire kit, including putting the electrical components in it, as well as like all the fake heads and whatnot. Which if nobody, or if people haven't gone and checked out uh, Cyber Beast, uh, which actually I think the YouTube page is Web Motor Works, if I remember yeah. correctly. Uh, I would highly recommend it as I have binge watched uh, all of them in one night. So they're not super <laughs> long, um, but they're awesome because well, it's an awesome looking truck. And, uh, yeah. but, and it's nice watching, you know, that all the steps, like the actual building out of wood, you know, the casting and all that, because that's something most don't tell about is the steps that go into building it. It's, most would just show, here's the cyber beast. You don't yeah. know the buildup to it. And these days, all the professional shops and whatnot, they're not hand carving their, their blocks and casting them, sand casting them, right? They're using computers and, and getting schooled yeah. overseas and whatnot. So it's really cool to see my dad using his background of working with his hands and woodworking and building these patterns with wood and bondo and you know creating a relationship with the local sand casters and um pouring the aluminum and and um then welding it all together it's really awesome to see it being built in our backyard from scratch so were you the one then that suggested to your dad to make youtube videos or did he want to do videos and you kind of just helped steer him you know what? I don't even remember. It just it just happened so effortlessly. I think you said it. I think you said you can make videos and stuff. Yeah, no, you yeah, you said do YouTube videos. I'm like, what's that? And I'm like, what? Yeah, no, you 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 pushed it. You you pushed that. Yeah. I mean, it. Uh, people on the internet love seeing the process behind these things, especially when it's grassroots like this. And and it, you know, it makes them think, man, I could I could my dreams could come true. I could do something like that as well. So, um, at first I was filming everything for him and helping him script them and then um it 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 just took off from there and he ended up being able to to do a lot of it on his own as well and i just upload them for him at this point yeah i keep forgetting how to put them on uh, um, this uh, facebook i don't know how to do that she helps me do that <laughs> but he he has 
he has an incredible following and his following grew really organically um, over like a, a five day period. He had 1000 followers on Instagram. And when he launched his first e-crate, um, he grew from, you know, 1000 followers on Instagram to 11,000. And um, it was just because the concept was so interesting. It's the only the only thing like it out there. And it's um, such an incredible opportunity for people who like classic cars and appreciate stock motors, but um, you know, want to want to get with it. Some some of these individuals aren't necessarily making the switch to electric because they want to save the, the environment. They're making the switch to electric because they see the potential and the technology and the power and the immediate torque at zero RPMs. And that's what that's what excites them and interests them. And uh, nothing else on the market that's available looks like a stock motor. And that's yeah, exactly. You can have that. Uh you know, Tesla motor, whatever, but if you want something for your classic and to keep that kind of pureness to it, there's nothing like this out there. Um, exactly. And considering that it can, it's fully customizable. So people have their own carburetors, their own headers that they want to use, their own, you know, valve covers, spark plugs, everything. You can put it on there. I mean, they're not, they're just, they're just, icing on the cake they're creating a, a fake visual but um still looks really cool and uh allows people to to keep that stock car i say stock with air quotes here um but but as you know governments bring in more uh more laws around getting these gas guzzling vehicles off the road and we see less gas stations around this is going to be the only way for, for hot rodders. I think it's the way of the future for hot rodders. It's also the hot rodders, let's be honest, are getting older. The younger ones coming up don't like all the maintenance. It's kind of a win-win, no matter that, which way you go. That's a really good um, point. I think a, a lot of, especially the younger generation right now, you know, they're learning about computer science in high school. They, they, can, they can figure out how to program these electrical vehicles much, much easier than they could figure out how, to, how a piston works and, yeah. uh, and dealing with- If you give them this motor versus stock small block crate motor, they'll just look at that normal small block crate and actually be super confused. The one with yeah. the computers, they'll go change a bunch of stuff, get a bunch of extra horsepower out of it and, will be just like how it used to be in the 60s, just with <laughs> laptops. Exactly. Exactly. And when when all the cars are electric, this will be this will be the the one sort of hint back to the, the past and what yeah. these cars were. Um, I guess as a little plug uh, is if somebody does want to support this, they can become an investor or you guys do have a couple of different merchandise. Yeah, uh, I, for sale. I designed some t-shirts for my dad. So those are up for sale on the site and um, it'd be awesome if people were, were buying them. It, like one, just to, to wear them around town and uh, spread the word of what we're doing. But also, you know, some of the funds can come back to us and go towards the project. Uh, and then, yeah, we are definitely looking for an angel investor or venture capitalist to come on board and um, change the future of hot rodding with us. So all you millionaire hot rodders listening in, <laughs> go help him out. Exactly. Um, 
and it is your the shirts and all that that you guys do have the shirts hats that you got for sale are kind of that nice throwback look to uh the hot rodding stage that you guys are going after yeah we tried to make them kind of cool minimalistic vintage style shirts i wear my i've got one of each and i wear them daily <laughs> just rotate through and uh is there anything you that i haven't asked you that you would like to uh share or plug or whatever Oh, yeah, I, this is, yeah, that's, that's another thing. I think when you look at garages and shops, it's, it's definitely a male dominated industry. And I think, you know, even when you look at students who are in high school, there's, there's no auto body shop anymore. And, and even when there was, it was definitely uh, mostly boys there other than my sister, of course, and she was in <laughs> high school, but <laughs> this, um, this, I think, electric engine really makes it a little bit more accessible to the female community who maybe never had the opportunity to learn the things that men learned back, you know, 20, 30 years ago um, when it comes to, to, to building hot rods and building engines and uh, the upkeep and maintenance uh, with electric vehicles and, and the not having a need for that maintenance. This is this is opening the door to, to a lot of women too. And I talked to my girlfriends about this and uh, they're su super excited and say like, I had never even considered driving a hot rod before. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't accessible to me. It wasn't, you know, I, I don't know how, I wouldn't know how to troubleshoot, but with this as an option, man, it would be so cool to drive something like this. Oh yeah. And honestly, this will, this whole electric revolution, I'll call it, uh, will help push those old uh, curmudgeon mechanics and uh, shop foremen and all that out also, because I've honestly worked with a bunch of them that it's like they don't want to learn about computers. So it's like, good, just move <laughs> on your way. And because uh, again, like I know even with our, I have a Hyundai Kona electric, even having my wife take it into the shop, uh, the dealership, there was one old guy there that I actually even, I worked with him 10 years previous at that same place. And he is just pretty much anti-females. He will mm -hmm. do the whole mansplaining and everything to them. And so mm -hmm. this will at least help push him out. And Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Because women are just too nice and don't want to call guys or I've had it both ways girls have I'll call it women's plain stuff to me um but it it will help maybe give a voice you know for sure I've been a victim of the mansplaining what's really funny is that you know in 2015 we took my dad's first engine kit to SEMA um, to showcase it on the world stage and at that point it was the flathead conversion kit so you could put this flathead conversion kit on a Chevy small block and it would um, make your small block look like a flathead you know, V16 if you wanted it to. And um, so we'd stand around the car at SEMA and people would come up and I'd say, do you know what you're looking at here? And they'd be like, yeah, it's a flathead, it's a flathead V12. And I'd be like, actually, no, it's a Chevy small block. And they'd be like, no, 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 let me tell you, you don't know anything. I'm like, hey man, this is my booth. Let me tell you what's going on here. 
Yeah, but you were a woman at SEMA. You were obviously just <laughs> modeling. You don't actually know the product. True, true, yeah. Uh, and yeah. We, my sister and I got vintage, um, vintage, what do you call these, like coveralls made uh, that zipped all the way up. So we look kind of like male mechanics, but in, in these cool vintage coveralls and we dressed up like pinup girls from the 50s. But um, yeah, different outfits than the rest of the SEMA girls had on, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I know even, I, uh, I'm with the Manitoba Electric Vehicle Association and every year we, I'm sure they have it out in Victoria, called the World of Wheels. It's a major car show, uh, might be called something different there. But uh, we bring an electric vehicle. We've done Model X, Nissan Leaf, kind of all sorts of different, whatever the fancy one is at the time. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, even talking with either the younger, because they have one day, uh, the first day is actually all the high schoolers and to actually see all the younger females that are actually getting more and more interested in um, the scene into yeah. the mechanics um, where I've worked in the shops, they're not always conducive to females. And mm -hmm. uh, like I actually have, uh, I know somebody that has all the schooling, but just needs the mm -hmm. shop time. And uh, it's changing her. She's becoming a lot angrier and a lot more <laughs> of a curmudgeon working uh -huh. in that environment. So to at least bring a lot of the younger uh, people that are more computer-based, essentially. It's, yeah. it, it will, I think, be a lot more relaxing, calmer, nicer environments to work in. Um, totally. Which then allows for actual uh, normalcy. Because I know I'm in a pretty male-dominated area. It's not mm -hmm. in the auto industry. It's actually mm -hmm. in the electric generation. Um, and yeah, it's talking to the few women that are in there. It's, they kind of bring the normalcy there. There's a few that just take it to the extreme and they can outdo me in any sort of Of course, pain. of course. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but yeah, it's, they, they kind of just bring everybody down and just calm it down a little bit. So, so that will be the nice thing with electrics is Mm -hmm. it's getting more women involved for sure yeah it's not as physically demanding of a job as it used to be even a guy's wife that's true yeah, yeah. well in the way even the gas vehicles were cut i mean it's how small of an arm you got it's okay you got a nice thin arm good you're perfect mechanic <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Uh, yeah. um yeah is there anything that you would like to plug Emmy on anything that you're doing? No, I mean, I feel like, I feel like um, I've said everything that I, I need to say. It's been a lot of fun working with my dad in the shop. I've been learning a lot. I feel like I've also, it's very mutual. I feel like I've also been uh, teaching him oh, a lot on, on the other side of, you know, how do we get this product out to the world and make sure uh, people understand just the love and dedication that's gone into, I'm making these kits accessible to people and 
um, just I just want the support to keep rolling in for him because I think it's an incredible project and I think uh, I, I think it'd be great to get it out on the market and have uh, people driving it and preserving these classic looking engines yes. uh, when gas is no longer available and let's save the planet while we do it. Okay, Damn, you get out of my cool factor, but <laughs> we'll save the planet also. <laughs> yeah. well, she's taking off now. She's heading back. Okay. But that, Thank you so much for your time, Emmy. Thank you. She said, yeah, it was nice having her insight in it because it is, uh, you know, interesting to see a woman's point of view, you know, and, and it was kind of, well, it was her idea in the first place. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also that younger, it's the younger point of view. It's the, yeah. Um, even a different point of view. Like there, there's yeah. a lot of time, even when I'm at work, that it's, I look at something and I could spend two hours looking at it and I just don't get it. I call my coworker yeah. over and within 10 seconds, he's like, no, this is how you do it. And it's like, oh, that makes a lot of sense now, right? It's, it's yeah. a very different perspective that it's, we all need it. It's just a lot of, I know when I was in the auto industry, it's uh, a lot of, older generation um didn't like being told a different way of doing something it's this the way i've done it for years yeah the way it has you to know, be I, I was gonna i just thought of something too james is and you probably noticed it too you know um everybody was worried that you know all these old guys driving their model t's was that the younger guys didn't want them right but you know what changed all that was the rat rod craze yeah the rat rod craze brought in all these guys in their 20s and 30s getting up these old model a's model t's putting flatheads in them or whatever rat rotting them so to speak but it, it really um rejuvenated the hot rod industry and the young guys came in because they loved these rat rods right and then they started you know going from a rat rod hey, maybe i'll get a rat rod truck and then it's like oh well maybe i'll get a 67 camaro whatever but it really started rejuvenating them so uh with this this kit that I've got, or, or the other guys, electric guys is doing, you know, there's, there's lots of guys doing some real nice, more modern looking electric motors, and those are great too. Um, it is making it accessible, and the younger people coming in who are 30 years old, or 35, you know, they got a little bit of money now. It's like, hey man, I'm getting my grandfather's old 62 Nova and going to convert it to electric. He gave it to me, he passed away, whatever, but I'm going to bring it into the 21st century with this electric motor in it, you know? So it is actually opening it up for the younger generation. And, you know, also a lot of the older guys, you know, I've talked to guys in their seventies and, and uh, actually men and women at car shows, and they like the idea of converting their hot rod to electric, you know? And it's because, you know what, they want to pass it on to the grandkids. Yeah. And they know that the younger generation, they don't want a gas guzzler. They they want this electric thing, you know. So yeah, it's 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 really. I think it's going to help rejuvenate um, the hot rod industry. I guess know? just for maybe some of those in my audience that don't know what a rat rod is, which I I have mixed feelings about. I kind of yeah, like for it. sure. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I guess that's the point of the rat rod is to never be quite sure about it um mm -hmm. it, it the rat rod is essentially kind of a throw together vehicle it's never going to look pristine it's mm -hmm. not yeah, meant it's not to look shine. pristine yeah and yeah. kind of the, the hodgepodge 
of yeah. all sorts of parts. And, um, and you know what, what, what it is, it's almost a resurgent of what they used to do, you know, after World War Two. Uh, you know, the guys came back and they got these old Model A's and they didn't have any money. So they got an old motor and they, they didn't yeah. have money for paint. They'd put primer on it or they'd sand it down or they, you know, and they'd drive it around for four or five years because they couldn't afford to paint it. Right. And and so it's this sort of a resurgence on. Uh, and, you know, some of these rat rods, believe me, there's two hundred thousand oh, yeah. dollar rat rods there. That got you will not know it. You will not know yeah. it by looking at them. But no. But you look at them and they're like, man, this guy put huge amount of time and money in it. And, and a lot of the guys, they do it all themselves, you know, and uh, they research it and they go, well, I want to, I want this particular rear end and I want the, you know, a, a two carburetor set up for this flathead and I want to run, um, you know, copper tubing for the gas lines because that's what my, my grandfather did in 1959. You know, it's pretty cool. You know, it is cool. I, oh, yeah. I, I got to send it to him, eh? you know. Oh yeah. yeah, and and that kind of the rat rod, I think mated with yours, uh, the Cyber Beast, is mm -hmm. actually it's artwork on top of artwork. Yes. Yeah. At which, yeah. especially, uh, yeah, as you said, that younger crowd getting into it because mm -hmm. you don't need necessarily a lot of money to be shelled no. out into the vehicle. Exactly. Or yeah. a rat rod. It's yeah. And it's a few a scratches lot and dents. You yeah. need the scratches and dents. So much the better. Like it, it actually um, saved a lot of these old rotting hulks that, uh, you know, that old Model A there. Nobody wants that. It's got, you could fix those rusty fenders. You know, they're too far gone in these bullet holes. You know what? Put more bullet holes in it. Yeah. <laughs> like they love that. Cool. And uh, yeah, the rat know. rods have a story to tell. There, there's yeah. a story in there. It's kind of like an old house. There's sure, a story yeah. in the old house that you don't get in a new house, in a new yeah. car. It's But but it really did research the industry. And, and, you know, I get it. A lot of people, you know, some of the old timers aren't into them at all. But uh, I think it's a really, it's a great thing that these young guys and older guys, I know older guys building rat rods too, you know. And, uh, and, and in a sense, you know, my haze, my 36 haze. Uh, when, when I went to restore it, I mean, I, I got it when I was 16, that was 40 something years ago. Um, it was in really, really rough shape, you know, and I talked to a buddy of mine and he's going to help me with, and he says, Oh, Chris, like send this to the, to the scrapyard. And I'm like, no, it was my grandfather's truck. And he's like, Oh boy. So we ended up replacing a lot of the metal, but I left a lot of the original, original doors, the original paint on it. We replaced panels, but I actually, uh, painted it i had special paint made to look old i beat it up with the chain i i made fake rust on it i wanted it to look like it was you know all original parts yeah. on it right so whether you call that a rat rod or or, or just you know whatever um yeah it's kind of cool and, and people it catches their eye you know it's like whoa oh, yeah dragged it out of the woods and got it running you know sort of thing it's cool yeah, and like, as, I, yeah as you said it is almost more work to yeah. get that look yeah. than if oh, yeah. you just sanded it, primed it, painted it, made it look yeah. all nice and new. Oh, yeah. And I mean, even paint jobs these days, you know, guys are spending 10, 20 grand for a paint job, you know, just that the cost of materials and the labor and everything, it's just crazy. So with the rat rod, you know, you don't have to, like when I took my, my uh, MG and my, my MG, I painted 45 years ago in my backyard. And, you know, it's got the original paint on it and a few dents and this and that. And same as my, my 
uh, Hayes truck. I, I took them to SEMA. Well, SEMA, you know, normally it's like these beautiful cars, million dollar cars and stuff. People love my old rigs, yeah. you know, original paint from this, you know, this guy painted this thing in 1978 and, and you know, people loved it. You know, whereas 10 years ago, you could not have done that. You couldn't take, take an old beater to SEMA, you know what I mean? But now it's, it's, it's people prefer that to the, uh, almost to these ones with the big shiny paint jobs, you know? Cool. All the old, old stuff survivors. is becoming new again. Yeah, and they call them survivors, right? You know, it's, it's yeah. so you got something, you got something with a, you know, a, a, an old uh, Mopar with an original paint job, and they, you know, it's like it's worth more than one that's been painted. It's I was going to say, yeah, you get some of these barn finds that are going for oh, hundreds man. of thousands of dollars. Oh, something with a Hemi in it, an original yeah. paint. You know, sure, it's got some scratches and a bit of rust. Don't paint it, man. Just leave it like that. And we're and seeing, especially for that. something like that, that's when your motor, you can actually, yeah. especially if you got, we're going to get into the real card nerdy stuff, uh, mm -hmm. number matching vehicle, right? Yeah. You want to yeah. keep that motor pristine. Yeah. And so, especially when you got something like that, it might yeah. make sense to actually pull that motor off, sit it yeah, on a stand. Yeah, I know that's yeah, right. Yeah, and put the Cyber Beast in. You still yeah. then have your vehicle that you're not going to drive very often. Maybe yeah. once on the weekend type deal. Well, that's but right, you yeah. now still have all the number matching parts. Yeah, you're preserving that original gas motor yeah. more than matching. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's a, it, is a, it is an option for sure. You know, yeah. And actually, a friend, a friend of mine, Trevor, is like, Oh, I want your engine, but he says, I'm going to, you know, I'll, I'll pull it out and I put the gas down. I'm going to keep the gas tank and stuff and I'll, I'll pull the electric one out every once in a while, I'll put the gas engine back in. I'm like, you're not going to do that, Trevor. He says, yeah, I am. <laughs> oh, okay. Why not? You know, <laughs> it's a great idea until he does it once. And he's like, no, no this I'm gonna is just staying the way it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, but yeah, like I know uh, 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 Jaguar actually, what is it? An XJ, certain ones from, I believe the 60s. They're doing actually oh, uh, E-types or, or yeah, the I believe it was the E-types. Well, the E-type. I used to call them the Secret Squirrel cars. Secret e Squirrel used to have this big Jaguar-y looking thing, but yeah, the E-types were I think from '62 up maybe, and the XKs were in the '50s I think or something, the 140s. Yeah, one of those. They've yeah. actually created a full electric motor setup and everything for it, but they'll oh, cool. pull the motor the gas motor out and give it yeah. to you so you have yeah. everything that was original oh, to original. it everything cool. is together and yeah, it's all yeah. done up like the way it should be because yeah. as i've been very proud to say to others i am a car guy there is some pride in having an original 1940s 1930s vehicle with the original yeah. motor still running in it yeah okay. yeah but yeah, you sure. want something modern yeah i mean nobody so wants yeah you, you can buy a model original model t for seven grand and you can't sell it because nobody knows how to drive them number one you know yeah. they got three pedals and reverses in the middle and and they only you know they got low horsepower and they you know it's just nobody wants the darn things you yeah. know but um, yeah, by when you, you make them electric, now all of a sudden, and that's the thing, the same thing with the rat rod thing, going back to that, but it's, it's making them reliable, they're safe, and, and you know, yeah, it's, it's nobody wants to drive, well, I shouldn't say, sorry, some of your listeners, you know, they collect Model Ts, don't, don't get me wrong, but they know, 
they know they got this Model T and the value hasn't gone up on it because, you know, it's just the younger people don't want a Model T stock. Well, it's also that, all the parts yeah. for it are becoming harder to find. So yeah. you're, yeah. if you're not like yourself where you're making parts essentially, yeah. Uh, yeah. or you don't have access to somebody for a semi-normal cost, because once you start yeah. building parts, do not expect yeah. a normal cost. But yeah. that's once you start getting into the 70, 80 year old yeah. stuff, yeah. you're Babbitt getting into the manufacturing. Yeah, yeah. The guys, you know, there's guys who don't even know how to do Babbitt bearings anymore for the old Model Ts and stuff. Yeah. It's just nobody does that anymore, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, the advance, you know, on the steering wheel till you get to advance the spark and <laughs> crank some of them were crank start, you know. And, and as yeah. a matter of fact, you know, funny, the crank start with the Model T, you know what made the gas engine so uh, widespread? Back in the 1900s, a lot of cars were steam. A lot of them were electric and a lot of them were gas. When the electric motor came as a starter motor for the Model T, that's when the gas motor became widespread because of the electric starter motor, I think. You know what I mean? Now you could turn a key. You didn't have to crank it. Women could drive it because a lot of women, they didn't have the strength to start a Model T, you know? Yep. So really the electric model or the electric motor made the gas motor viable because well, of the electric starter on it. There was a reason Henry Ford's wife drove a Detroit electric. Yes, right. Yeah, that was her. Uh, yeah, they, they thought electric cars were for women in those days, they thought. You know, that's what they, <laughs> that's one of the reasons they didn't, you know, maybe one of the reasons. I mean, batteries weren't, well, actually the batteries are no, pretty good. There was, no? uh, there was actually something I read recently where there was a, I think it was a Detroit electric that had a yeah. range of, I think it was somewhere in the neighborhood of 90 miles. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was one from Victoria. An old, an old lady owned it from Actually, the yeah. 1900s. Yeah, and it went in the museum. And you know, those batteries, I think they finally replaced them five years ago or something. Those batteries lasted from 1905 right up to like, I'm going to say the year 2000 and some. They were the original batteries still being used in that thing. And then finally, they, you know, they decided to put some new lead acids in them or whatever they ended up using but yeah i'm gonna forget it, the guy's all, name that i talked to about it but if anybody i think in alberta yeah. or something uh it's, nope yeah. in victoria because it's actually the victoria electric vehicle association i believe yeah forgive but me if i'm car, wrong no there is that here but they i think the car might have left victoria though maybe i'm wrong i know i, I chatted with the guy him. earlier last year yeah and he was part of the group that was restoring it and oh, okay. yeah and it, that was an amazing vehicle that was actually driven up until i believe he said even the 80s yeah and yeah. parked in a hotel and basically yeah. was just hanging out there yeah 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 it might have even been the empress hotel or something yes that does sound yeah. familiar but old, yeah, old, very wealthy lady and, and this type of thing, eh? But uh, yeah, it's um, battery technology back then was actually pretty advanced, you know? Well, that's yeah. the sad part, though, is we look back to what was going on in, you know, the 20s and all that with the Detroit electrics. And then we come yeah. up to the Nissan Leaf having, what, maybe a hundred mile range, if you're lucky. Yeah. You really yeah. baby it. And it's, yeah. How do we advance so much but fall back so much? Right? Well, you know, I, 
I think that, you know, I mean, you always hear the rumors, the oil companies kind of destroyed it. And they, they you know, if there was someone, you know, I've, I've read different things where guys come up with this new battery technology and you know, all 40 years ago, 30 years ago, and the uh, oil company buys it and they, they put it in their, in their safe and, and don't let anyone use it, you know. So um, those pro stories are true, you know. Which part of me really hopes that one day we are going to get access as these companies are switching over to electric they start yeah. pulling all that stuff out and yeah yeah well and you know man's very innovative i mean you know you get guys like elon musk and he's got all these guys behind him and they're like you know let's invent a battery that's more affordable that's going to last 20 years that is environmentally friendly they're starting to use silicone now they're using you know uh, rather than lithium so yeah man is very very innovative and you know it's it's just uh probably in the next five or ten years the things that are going to happen with evs and charging systems and that type of thing is just going to blow you away you know just like cell phones did you know and and yeah and i think again with your motor it's kind of coming up right at that almost perfect timing where i, I think, think so I think a lot of people are going to be really interested in it. Um, I know you yeah. have had some uh, high-end magazines uh, oh, yeah, yeah. do yeah, articles like, on you. Yeah, 12 articles or something on it. You know? yeah, people seem quite interested in it. But, you know, they're waiting for me to get going on it. And it's like, you know, well, I, I, you know, I, had, a, I had a construction business. I was busy with that. And, then, you know, I'm retired now. But... Um, yeah, it was almost started out as a hobby and, and fun, but um, you know, I gotta I gotta get going here and start producing this for everybody who wants one. <laughs> you know, especially because your daughters are gonna need something to fall back on. You know, take That's over right. from yeah. your dad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna start wrapping this up just to make sure, sure. that we actually have this. <laughs> okay, James. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but. Uh, I guess just quickly, what are you hoping for in the next five, 10 years with, we're going to call it web motor works. Yeah. Well, what I'm hoping is, you know, is we can make this more affordable right now. It's, it's not, you know, converting to electric. It's not really affordable for a lot of guys, you know, the high end guys, they can afford it, but I think as more and more people get interested, we can buy more motors, uh, uh, technology, I mean, Tesla, you know, they're doing a, a $100 a kilowatt, whereas it costing me six times that much, you know, because yeah. I'm buying in small volume and my motors are, you know, 15 grand just for a motor with a controller. So I'm hoping that the price will come down, you know, so it will be affordable for most people to be able to convert their hot rod if they want, right? And that's all to do with um, scaling it, right? The more you sell, you know, if you're only selling one car, you know, you, you design a car and you make one or two, those cars are going to be $10 million. But if you yeah. can, if you can make a million of them, you can sell the cars for 32,000. I mean, how can you sell a car? You're, you know, you're, you're a mechanically inclined guy, or I'm not sure your background, but how do these, how do they make these cars for 20 grand? You know, but it's yeah, because it's of production. Scale. Yeah. yeah, it's all about scale. Eh? So, so that's what I'm hoping getting people involved with me who know about scaling and make this, you know, anybody who wants one will be able to afford one, but that's a ways away yet. But yeah. you know, that's sort of my goal. And then for, 
you know, my daughters can afford to do it. And, uh, you know, that type of thing, I think would be really, really cool, you know, and it's coming, you know. Well, yeah. And the more, the more people like yourself that are giving a reason to keep those mm -hmm. classic cars, right. It's sure, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, keeping those cars alive also. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, yeah, you go to um, Cuba and stuff and you see all the old taxis yeah. and you know, they've kept, they've wired those things together for 50 years and, and they pass them down from generation to generation and they know what it's like to keep these old classic cars going, you know, and yeah. uh, I think it's, I'm hoping because I love classic cars. I love anything to do with hot rods in this industry. I love the guys who are involved in it. And if it can bring interest in of the younger guys, because a lot of the guys, the car collectors, they're older, you know, they're all my age or older. I'm 61. And uh, if we can get the younger people involved in it, man, it's, it's awesome. You know, it's, it's just like my daughters and, and their friends and, you know, and by going electric, I'm hoping that will spur on the interest of, of this uh, hobby. Cause you know, it's a fantastic hobby. Yes. And, you know, you go to a car show, man, everybody's friendly. Everybody's just optimistic and cool. And, you know, it's, it's you don't even with don't the go, rivalries of the GM versus oh, Dodge versus Ford. Oh, in the end, they're still friendly <laughs> to each other. And of course they are. I mean, yeah. everybody, everybody's got a Ford. They all love small buck Chevys and vice yeah. versa. Right. You know, it's, it's just, yeah, there's some diehards, but deep down it's like, yeah, the, the car guys, they're cool guys. They're, uh, yeah and you know if you can open that up to to younger generations i think it's i think it's phenomenal you know yes and, uh, and these older guys you know like man if they can get their granddaughter involved it's like you know hey you know I, I, why don't why don't we get one of the cyber beasts and put it in my my whatever in my 56 chevy and then you can drive it and enjoy it you know uh, I think it's great. But also that's helps that. that older crowd uh, be able to program it and change it and <laughs> give all right. that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I'm hoping once it's programmed, they don't have to screw around with it too much. But um, oh know, no, but you it, still get those guys, yeah. you know, even oh, with sure. the Hondas we and all that. That that's what yeah. they want to do. They like doing that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and so the Honda crew, you know, those guys, younger guys into their Honda. I mean, I'm not into Hondas. I don't. You know, it's not my era, but yeah, those Honda guys, they may be wanting to get into the old muscle cars and, and restore them. And maybe not restore. I mean, I mean, a lot of them have been restored, but just keep them going, you know, just bring them into the 21st century, get rid of the gas motor and, and, and make them electric. And, uh, you know, but just a note, cool. anybody that yeah. finds a number matching vehicle, please do not <laughs> get rid of the motor. No, don't get rid of the motor. Pull but, it know, off to the side. Make it a table if you want, even. Yeah. Keep yeah. it pristine. And, yeah, and the numbers matching. I mean, you know, I know we just uh, we went to Barrett Jackson, and my uh, brother-in-law just bought a, a Judge, but you know, it wasn't numbers matching. Thank goodness, because he doesn't mind drive. He's not afraid to drive. Yeah. Anything. But if his numbers matching, man, you just oh, I don't want to blow up my motor, you know, or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, it. Um, yeah, it's a different story there. But anyways, oh, I guess actually, yeah, with the Bear Jackson deal, it's yeah. those guys that actually have the number matching vehicles. Yeah, well, you know, it's the perfect deal for I've them. I've been trying to talk buddies of mine into like, hey, I, I need some batteries for the Cyber Beast. Like, why don't you, 
why don't you join up with me? We'll put this, you know, we'll put the cyber beast in, in your car and we'll take it to Barrett Jackson. And we'll be able to sell it for 50 grand more than we got into it because it's the first, you know, haven't talked anyone into that yet, but you know, a, it will. It's a prototype. Prototypes are yeah. always worth more. Exactly. It's like, come on guys. <laughs> oh boy. That's awesome. Uh, we'll um, get her done. <laughs> and so anybody that is, wants to be a part of this, whether it's investment, engineering, however, if somebody feels like they can help you out, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Yeah, best on my uh, my website, there's a there's a link there where you can um, get on the mailing list and uh, you know get as we progress we'll send out some newsletters we haven't yet but you know we haven't really progressed that much yet but um, you know, and they can get a hold of me that way. And and if they're interested, they can just send me an email. And uh, my my daughter makes me check my emails every second day. You know, so, <laughs> what do you mean you deleted that? I'm like, hey, how do I find this James guy again? He's like, I, I deleted. It. What did you delete it for? I'm like, you told me to delete everything. She's no, I didn't. Tell you Anyways, I'm learning. She's teaching me. <laughs> so you may get a response within a week or so. Oh yeah. <laughs> I know like some of them, some people sent me, you know, when I, when the first one came out and it's like, Emmy's like, did you check your emails? I was like, no. I, I and I, I went in, it was like, these guys emailed me like two months before. So I'm like, oh, I apologize. Or, oh, sorry. My uh, computer broke. <laughs> I went into junk, you know, it's like, yeah, so yeah. I'm on, I'm on it more now. So, so that's webmotorworks.com for anybody yeah. interested. And I'll put a link in the description yeah. below. Um, but you are on, so you got your website, you're on Facebook yep. as, is it Web uh, Motorworks for Web everything? Motorworks. Yep. So, and Instagram. And Instagram's Instagram. the one that I understand and do, but Facebook, I think it automatically goes on to Facebook. I'm not sure how Facebook works all that much, but Instagram's easy for me. I can just click on it and, you know, whatever. And I yeah. add, you know, add, I can add pictures myself and all that. <laughs> you know? It's a lot <laughs> My simpler. Daughter do it and it's actually pretty good because you know um i do get a lot of support uh, from my followers and stuff like you know hey I'm, I'm working on an exhaust system like fake exhaust should i use these ones or that ones let's have a vote and we'll put it on and the guys will go you know they'll vote on what they like eh? or, or should i yeah. make the block blue or should i make it red and and they you know i do get a lot of good input and you know i think in the last year and a half, I think I've maybe had two or three people who poo-pooed it. And my daughter's like, don't say anything to him or whatever. And, and you know, uh, I remember one guy from Alberta, I think he's like, well, why don't you, what did he say? Why don't you get a carriage and have a plastic horse pull it or something? And it, it, it kind of upset me him saying that, you know, I mean, I worked hard at this and, and uh, my family's involved in it. And I think it's a cool idea. And I thought, Oh, you jerk or whatever my daughter's like don't answer it so i, I actually sent him a uh not a text but a response and i said you know i and i felt like saying i had a look at your instagram and you got a bunch of crap out there but i didn't he was actually doing some nice work and i said you know i really i can appreciate your point of view i understand it's not for everybody and i said you know i really like what you're doing and you're working on some really cool stuff 
the next day he deleted his post and he actually gave me an apology and he says you know i, I was just joking but i didn't i didn't i couldn't find my emojis so uh, you know, yeah. I said, no, no, no problem. And, and I said, hey, next time in Alberta, I'd like to drop by your shop, see what you're doing. And he's like, for sure. So we, we kind of became friends, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's so yeah, most people uh, get what I'm doing and support it, you know, and that's, that's really cool. And, I, I uh, go with, yeah. even if you don't, there's been a lot of vehicles that I've seen at car shows that I don't yeah. get or really like but you sure. could see the amount of time and effort oh, yeah. and, and you could admire the work that they have put into it. For sure. You don't necessarily have to like it or want no. to own it, but it's, yeah. it's a piece of artwork. It's a lot of time effort has gone into it and yeah, because and you're a Dodge guy and it's not a Hemi. It's yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's, you know, I'm not a millionaire. I'm, I'm, you know, doing this in my so-called in my backyard and, and learning. I didn't know how to do molds and, and castings and all that type of stuff. So yeah, it's my baby and I've enjoyed it. And, and my daughter's involved in it and it's like, yeah, don't poo-poo me about it. I get it. If you don't like it, well, that's fine. But you know, most people do like it and yeah. they get it, you know? So yeah, it's cool. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a really neat journey for me, you know, and for my family. So yeah, it's, it's great love it and then you also have your youtube channel which you can search yeah yet web motor works on that yeah. um yeah there's it, i think we've got 10 videos out and they like to say they're not long they're maybe six minutes long or something and um i tried to make them a little bit humorous they're they're you know amateurish they're not rehearsed but they're just raw and they're they're the truth you know they're just just a guy out there showing you what I'm doing. And uh, and me and my daughters had fun doing them. Yeah. You know? And that's the thing that's kind of going sort of right back to the basics, right? To yeah. The amount of yeah. work that actually goes into doing it's something like this, right? Um, yeah. And you get to watch yeah. Emmy learn how to weld. That's right. Yeah. She's a good <laughs> welder. <laughs> uh, you know, and I, I probably put, you know, in, in these electric motors, I put probably 5,000 hours into it. That's a, you know, I've been out there 12 hours a day. I'm retired, but I said to my wife, I got to retire from my retirement because, you know, yeah, I have been, whether researching or, or, or working on it or doing prototypes or whatever, I put a lot, yeah. a lot of hours into it, you know, which, uh, whatever, I enjoy it. It's my hobby. It's fun. And it's for, it's for, uh, it's for mankind, right? <laughs> sure. Let's go with that. I, I yeah. go with it yeah. for car kind and uh, yeah. keeping these yeah. great classics running essentially. For sure. But yeah, for your listeners, uh, however many you got out there, I'm not familiar, really familiar with, I just sort of met you and uh, you know, I don't know how many followers you got, but maybe this will help you get more followers too. They may find this interesting or it, it, worse come to worse. They can put it on at night. And you can put them to sleep, right? Well, that's usually how my podcasts go. I hope I have a soothing voice for all those yeah, falling exactly. asleep. You do. You got a lovely voice. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it's it's another tool in the toolbox for, uh, you know, those uh, hot rod guys that uh, yeah. are resisting the change. Yeah. yeah. But because yeah, exactly. uh, they and lost with, their look. Yeah. And, you know, with COVID and stuff, the, um, uh, you know, guys don't have anything to do. Yeah, watch my corny old videos. Give you something to do, right? <laughs> sure, they're fantastic. As I oh, thanks. You know, I've, I've oh, watched yeah. them. It's yeah, way better cool. than anything I've put together. And there's a reason. Yeah. Oh, thank I have you. Have other people yeah. that 
do any sort of filming or picture taking for me. So yeah, I kind of watch him. It was like, oh my God, how embarrassing, you know. But uh yeah, <laughs> yeah other people say, no, Chris is great. I enjoy him. That's okay, good. All right. We all thank hate you. our own projects. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We hate our own voice. And it's like I sound yeah. like that, but you know, that's not me. Yeah, no, it's all fun. We're all we're having fun doing them and yeah. and you know, trying to be entertaining and you're right. There is stuff. A lot of guys haven't seen how you do castings or, or my thought process. And I've tried to make it like that for just the average guys going, yeah, this is kind of cool. You know, thanks yeah. Chris, for doing it. You don't it. even have to understand it. it. No, you don't. Admire the, the work yeah. that's being done. Amount sure. of exactly. exactly. Hours being spent uh, on it. I, yeah. And, and the cyber beast, uh, I didn't really do any videos to speak of when I was doing it because I didn't have the patent in place yet. So of course you can't, you can't show it until you have your patent. And it's like, oh, man, I want to show this, but I can't, you know, I kept saying I'm working on a secret project and then, you know, but um, as I progress and I have to do uh, uh, more patterns to, for casting and to, you know, whatever. So I'm going to start doing a few more videos and whatever. So, I can bore you a little bit more. <laughs> so the cyber beast will make it to the big screen. It will eventually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Right on. Awesome. Yeah. I, I do appreciate your time and I'm sure. No, thank one. Yeah. Uh, thank, this thanks, comes Jamie. out or whatever other project you have. Uh, yeah. Sure. I'll probably be yeah. contacting you in the future. Yeah. I got a few other ideas out there. So yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thanks again so much for okay, twice your time now yeah well, that's okay yeah, i appreciate you reaching out to me and uh you know it's been great talking to you buddy yeah have a great day okay you too thanks thank you bye. bye now i want to thank chris and emmy for their time uh, i was great chatting with them i love talking to people with a passion for those old cars and and making them modern making them uh, essentially a new look life uh to live you know makes the younger generation appreciate them a little bit more um especially with how much work you can't get that look anymore um yeah uh so uh if you guys do want to get in contact with me like steve did at the beginning of the episode uh feel free to reach out to me on anchor uh if you want to do a recording like a voicemail uh if you want to do uh, just send me a letter or whatever. Uh, you could email me at truenorthev at gmail.com. You can shoot me. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, ev underscore north. You can find me on Facebook at truenorthev. You could find me on YouTube. There's not a whole lot out there right now. But at truenorthev, um, all those links are going to be in the little write-up. Uh, including uh, the links to Web Motorworks and uh, to Steve, uh, his YouTube. Uh, I would recommend that you guys go check out Kilowatt Podcast and EV Resource Podcast. Those guys are way more knowledgeable on the new side of things. I do kind of the chatting with people that are way smarter than me. Um, yeah, just stuff that's very interesting. They actually talk about the news what's coming up kind of get way more in depth with or i guess not way more in depth way more knowledgeable about uh the different news that happens during the week or two weeks or kind of stuff coming up type deal 
um, awesome people to chat with over there. And, uh, yeah, thank you guys for sticking around. And I want to say have a great uh, week. Awesome. Thank you. Bye.